Welcome to the 19th edition of Wonderspace. It's great to have you on board. My name is Steve Cole and since September 2020, I have been asking the same six questions to people from around the world. The questions revolve around life and wonder, places of reset and stories of hopefulness, which I think we need more than ever. The setting for all of our interviews is a virtual window seat on the space station, 250 miles above Earth, where we see everything from a different perspective. This week we orbit from Spain to Lake Tacana in Kenya. And to experience these views with us in this ultimate window seat, we welcome Sarah Hope, who wins the prize for the most appropriate surname yet on Wonderspace. As you will hear, Sarah founded an amazing organisation working in the UK and in Africa and India. A shorter version of this episode, together with footage of this journey, can be found on our website, ourwonder.space, where you'll also find the previous 18 episodes. I start by asking Sarah, from this seat 250 miles above Earth, which city or country would you want us to fly over and why? I do remember um, a very happy place for me. It was very simple. Um, I was with my three children and my husband, Christopher. I have three children, Barnaby, Sapphire and Pollyanna. And we were on our way to a camping holiday in Italy. And the weather was beautiful. And on our way to our camping place, we decided to spend a night in an Italian city called Verona. And we went to a little hotel, which was a real treat for us. And I remember sitting on the balcony. I think I probably had a glass of wine in my hand. And it was just a really happy place for me. Please give us a glimpse into your life story so far with an emphasis on what you are doing currently. I was lucky. I had a very happy childhood. Then I had my three children and everything came crashing around us in April 2007. My daughter was two. My son was seven at the time and my other daughter was five. Luckily, my Barnaby and Sapphire were both at school, but Pollyanna, my mother and I, um, were tragically hit by a London bus. And my mother died at the scene and Pollyanna lost her leg below the knee. And um, I was unable to help because I couldn't walk. I was stuck under the bus um, and I was very badly injured. But my mother was a very strong, gentle, kind person and I think she's always inspired me to do what I try and do now. My father sadly died of a heart attack five years after this and I think he died of a broken heart but they were just both inspirational people in their own ways but my daughter obviously became an amputee and um, my family and I realised how important it is for child amputees to get prosthetic legs and the idea that millions of children in the world who live in very poor countries where these prosthetic legs aren't available to them was just horrific, you know. It's just unthinkable to think of child amputees without having the prosthetics that they need. So set up, we set up a charity in my mother's name 
to provide prosthetic limbs for these children. And the charity is called Elizabeth's Legacy of Hope. And we now work in Sierra Leone, Liberia and India. And we're providing prosthetic legs for about 250 children. Um, I've also done work with child amputees in this country because I felt that they need more movement than just a very static prosthetic limbs. So children in this country now have activity blades so they can run and jump and dance. And my daughter, Pollyanna, I'm very proud of her because she loves dancing. And she may be an amputee, but when she grows up, she really, really would love to be a dancer. I do believe that road crash victims do need to get much more support and care and they need to be understood. Transport for London have set up something called the Sarah Hope Line, which is a victim support line to help road crash victims because I don't want anyone to suffer any more than they should have to after being terribly badly injured. So I'm really working hard with the government to try and get them to understand that we need to do more to help road crash victims and their families. Where on earth is your place of reset or recharge? I found it quite hard to think of where my place of reset or recharge would be. But at the moment, especially now we are in lockdown, I realised what makes me happy at the moment. And um, I've got a little dog called Queenie who just being with her is my recharge. But what I do love, I have a tricycle and she sits in the back in a basket and I get on my tricycle and I cycle through the town and then when I get to the park, I can let her out and she runs along beside me. And um, the fresh air is what I need. I think it's what everyone needs at the moment. That, for me, is definitely my recharge. What wonder of the natural world excites you the most? There is no doubt in my mind that my wonder of the world is crashing waves. And then I love to get in the sea and go swimming. I just love it. What is your story of hopefulness about a person, business or non-profit who were doing amazing things for the world? Well, the first person I thought of was my daughter Pollyanna, who is pushing all the boundaries and she wants to be the first ballerina on point, despite the fact she's an amputee. I really want to talk about as well the people I've met in Sierra Leone. And they are the people who run our amputee project out there. There's Pastor Finney, who looks after our amputees. He lives in a little mud hut himself, but he will get up in the middle of the night and get on his bicycle and visit amputees at the other side of Freetown. There aren't proper roads. They are just rocks and mud. He will do anything for those children, absolutely anything. The project is run by a girl from England called Anna Vines, who has given up her life to help child orphans in Sierra Leone. And she's just an incredible person. And then somebody else who's really struck me when I was out there is a lady called Miss Jane. And 
she lives with an amputee of ours called Annabelle and um she literally found little Annabelle in a ditch dying when she was about two and brought her up as her own and now she's got two other little children in her house too and these are people that give their lives unconditionally and completely they don't expect thanks they don't want thanks they don't have any money they just do it um they're kind they're happy they just give and give and give and they are totally totally inspirational people as we prepare to re-enter What insight, wisdom or question would you like to share with us? The wisdom I think I'd like to share from this is that I try not to um, complain too much about what I don't have. Because I know in my life I have many, many things that make me happy. I know that if I'm ill, I can go to the doctor But for millions of people, that isn't the case. They simply don't have the help that they need. So I do think we need to be very grateful for all that we have. And I don't think we should ever feel guilty about being kind to ourselves. Because I do believe that it's only by being kind to ourselves and looking after ourselves that we can really look after other people and concentrating on the things that we have and the people we have and the love that we have around us rather than always wanting more, more, more. We raise a glass to Sarah, who was recently recognised and honoured with an MBE for her work in the UK and around the world. You can find out more about the work of the charity at elizabethslegacyofhope.org. Information about the Sarah Hope line can be found on the Transport for London website. To join the Wonderspace community and share your own wonders and stories of hopefulness, or to listen to the previous 17 interviews, the website is ourwonder.space. I want to thank Sarah Hope for joining us on this Wonderspace journey. And I hope you can join us next week for more wonders and stories of hopefulness.